York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is JLS for the Nick of Time show here, giving you that Nick's talk. I'm just in the nick of time. Shout out to you guys, yo. Shout out to my guy Delano. Shout out to Nick's Fever. A uh, shout out to Lucha Lex 83. A uh, shout out to everybody who's rocking with the Nick of Time show. Uh, decided to do an IG live impromptu real quick. There is there is a game going on today. It is Nick's versus Wizards today. But I'm sure if you know by now that breaking news has hit the Nick's Twitter streets, the Nick's Instagram streets that Derrick Rose is indeed injured. For he's going to be out for six to eight weeks, and <laughs> it's, it's it's rough. That's rough for us because Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose was the Knicks' most consistent player. And if you're looking at the stats, highest plus minus on a team at a certain point of the season, plus 113. Um, when it comes to who's pairing with Julius Randle, he was the guard who produced the highest plus minus when paired with Julius Randle. And also, when it comes to this team, and it comes to who's been playing well, <laughs> I feel you, Keeman, I feel you. When it comes to who's been playing well, when you're looking at everybody on this team, everybody's had a regressive season. From Julius Randle to R.J. Barrett to Evan Fournier, the whole team has regressed this season. The only one who really hasn't regressed at all um, is Derrick Rose. Like Derrick Rose, he's like it's been very minuscule. All right, he he dropped like what a percentage point in threes made, but he's been more efficient at the rim, um, and he's still been pretty steady for us. So. Derrick Rose going down, man. Woo! Big blow for us. Big blow for us, for real. But, um, listen. With, uh, with adversity comes opportunity sometimes. And it's going to be opportunity for some... It's going to be an opportunity for these Knicks to not only get it together, but for people to step up. And that's going to be for Kemba Walker to step up. And Deuce McBride to step up. And IQ to step up, and um, all these other guys to really prove what they're made of, right? We we started this season. We started the season talking about Derrick Rose and Kemba Walker and their health, and we figured that at some point, those guys are they're elder statesmen. They're not going to be. Uh, playing all 82 games and that was going to be our opportunity to play some of these young guys and the opportunity is now the opportunity is now if Tibbs if Tibbs chooses to pick that direction the opportunity is now <laughs> right but it's going to be up to Tibbs to, to push the right buttons and to see what's in front of him and um give some of these kids a chance if he decides to play the kids because as of now right let's, let's talk about what's happened so far we're going to talk about what's happened so far as of now we all know that Kemba Walker, he's been our starting point guard for the first few games. And he did something that... Tibbs did something that he usually doesn't do with veterans because we've already seen what he, how he favors veterans. What up, David? What up, David D? Shout out to you. Everybody's rocking with the show. Shout out to you. He did something that he doesn't usually do. He, he benched him completely. 
He didn't put Kemba on the situational, oh, I'll put him on the bench and get minutes. He went from starting to his minutes being cut to being completely benched. And if you know Tom Thibodeau and how he loves these vets, that's not usually that's not the usual Tom Thibodeau thinking. Right? Um, because we already know Tom likes a few things. Tom Thibodeau likes big guards. He also likes defensive guards. And he also likes um, point guards who can break down the paint. Now, if you're looking at the, the, the guards that we have on this team, we have all those attributes sprinkled among other guards. Not everybody really has top-tier everything. Um, which leads me to this. To me, if Tom is going strictly defense, he's going to go with Deuce McBride because to, when I'm looking at Deuce McBride play defense, uh, to me, like, well, he's the best point of attack defender we have on the team, first and foremost. Second, he's, he's not just a good point of attack defender, but he's also a really good team defender. There's not... When you watch him play, he kind of has the IQ of Frank when it comes to his rotations and how he stunts and recovers and guard three people at the same time. He has he, he reminds me of Frank on his IQ in that regard. But at the same time, he seems like quicker quicker than Frank on his feet, so he's able to like guard people better one on one. The only thing that's really, really, really um maybe why he's he he's ranked so low is because he's not tall. If Deuce was tall, if Deuce was like 6'5", I would even say he might be a super lock to to get to be to be a starter on the Knicks. Or to just to be if he was taller, he would have been ranked, he would have been ranked higher straight up. He would have just been ranked higher straight up when it comes to the draft. But Deuce is not tall. He's like he he's a little bit shorter, but he's still to me, even with his height. He still proves to be a threat defensively, probably better than everybody else. Um, Alec Burks. We already seen Alec Burks has been the chosen one to start for the New York Knicks. And Alec Burks is not the best point guard. He's a spot-up type of point guard, right? Um, he's a decent point-of-attack point guard, but he hasn't been producing at the rate he was when he was coming off the bench. And I know my, some people might not want to hear this. I can still see a scenario where Alec Burks might start only because of the way we rotate, right? Like, if you watch our games, like, we, we, <laughs> our rotate, like, these Knicks, they prefer to switch. They prefer to switch from one to three because you, because when it comes to pick and roll, Whenever our bigs kind of have to help, it leaves shooters wide open in the corner most times. So Tom prefers to switch. So I can see him trying that again. But at the same time, when Alec Burks is running that point guard, our defense hasn't gotten much better. So I, but so I can see him going away from Alec Burks as well. But I can also see some teams going like I don't want to. I don't want to go back to this scrambling defense all the time, and I prefer to have Alec Burke start so we can switch. I can see that as well. Um, now, when it comes to Kemba Walker, when it comes to Kemba Walker, uh, 
Kemba's had a rough start. Kemba, he's had the lowest plus minus on his team when he was benched. Highest was Derrick Rose at plus 113. Lowest was Kemba Walker at negative 122. When it comes to player stats match with Julius Randle, Kemba Walker and Julius Randle had the lowest net reading on the team when paired together. It just wasn't working, right? But um, a lot of that can be contributed to Tom Thibodeau and the way he ran his offense. Because we didn't, he, Kemba, we did not really experiment with Kemba. And shout out, shout, out, shout out to the police sirens in the background. You know what it is, it's Brooklyn. All right. We did not adequately experiment with Kemba on the offensive side. And people can see that. Kemba is best when the ball is in his hand and he's being aggressive. When, when we first started playing with Kemba, he was relegated to, um, he was pretty much a guy who brought up the ball and was pretty much being a shooting guard. Like he was probably, he was Evan Fournier bringing up the ball. Kemba was Evan Fournier bringing up the ball for like the first 20 games of the season. Like you see the difference between Kemba with the Celtics game and the the Celtics game and the Pistons game versus Kemba these first few games. And a lot of it has to do with um, Kemba being scared to take over. Kemba being scared to um, say no to Randall, I got the ball. Him not trying to step each other's toes. The coach not pushing the ball in Kemba's hands. A lot, it, All of that is all coincided together. You, you can see when the team was running better offensively, Kemba was more in control of the ball. And he was actually being a point guard and not a, a guard who spots up. And that's what not what we need from Kemba if he's going to be a rotation player on these New York Knicks, right? Um, so here's my thing. Here's my thing. I do feel like I do feel like at some point when Deuce is back, my gut is saying he's going to roll with Kemba to start. My, my gut is saying he's going to roll with Kemba to start. Only because even though he doesn't like Kemba's defense. He said one thing when he benched him. He said, I view Kemba as a starter. I don't know if you remember Tip saying this. He said, I view Kemba as a starter. I don't view Kemba as a bench player. He, he actually said that. And... I think that had a lot to do with Derrick Rose being on the bench and being that bench role. And shout out, shout out to um, shout out to my guy Rose does a show with me. Cause he he already kind of he kind of mentioned this before. Derrick Rose he's kind of the engine for that second unit. So for for Kemba to be benched, I don't think he feels like he's taking Derrick Rose's minutes. He's like that Derrick that's that's his man's and Derrick Rose. Um, justifiably has been the best player on his team, really. Even though he's not the, he's, he hasn't been scoring the most points. He's been the most consistent. So is he going to take Derrick Rose minutes when he benches Kemba? No. Is he going to um, take IQ's minutes? No, because arguably, even you looking at IQ's minutes, IQ has played the. He's probably been like the third or fourth best player on the team, and if he was hitting shots all season. 
he was arguably maybe the second. <laughs> arguably maybe the second or first if he was hitting shots. Right? Until recently, we quickly, he's starting to regress a little bit with the, his shot happiness recently. But that's the size of the point. The point being is Tom Thibodeau really views Kemba as a starting point guard. So, I, and I'm only guessing, I'm only guessing like other people out here, but I think he's going to go with Kemba. And the success of Kemba is going to have to do with a few things. It's going to have to be with Kemba's health. It's going to have to be with his aggressiveness because I do feel like when he came back, he was way more aggressive than when he was um, starting with the starting with the um, unit before. And I feel like, truth be told, it also has to do with Mitch. I feel like Mitch is a missing piece in this. Low-key, Mitch is a missing piece in this because even when, we, even when we signed Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker, what were we saying? We were saying... Alright, we're giving up some defense in exchange for offense. But Mitch and Noel, they'll be able to cover for them. And the offense will be able to, you know, take over for itself. But what's been happening this season? What's been happening? Mitch has been out of shape. Um, just floppy so because he's been injured. Noel has been injured as well, Right. So those guys who we rely on to cover up the mistakes haven't really been fully healthy to cover the mistakes of the guys um, who have a ceiling defensively. So f to me, for Kemba to have the best chance to, to keep this going, he's going to need Mitch and he's going to have to stay aggressive. Right. And I see, I see you saying agreed, and Julius, Julius has to be accountable. Exactly. Julius has to be accountable as well. The team defense has to be ultimately better if Kemba is going to be successful here. Here's the other part of this, though. Even though I do think Kemba might be the guy who starts, I'm not sure if that's going to be sustainable. Because, and only time will tell. Because I'm a, I'm a guy watching from my couch like everybody else. Only time will tell. But what I'm seeing from what I've seen from Kemba and what I've seen from the first unit is this. I don't think that high volume, high octane play where he's really active on the offense and the defensive side of the ball is sustainable for maybe longer than 15 to 20 minutes. I'm not sure if that's really the case. And that's why if you even look if you start if you start to um analyze the games before, we've always had these third quarters of doom or what I like to call on the KOT show if you watch the show, the the second and a half quarter of doom. Because when the starters came back in for the for the bench players in that second quarter, like around the six minute mark, things started to fall apart. The energy that we're playing with in that first quarter or so wasn't sustainable long term. So I do feel like my guess would be, if I was a guessing man, even if Kemba starts, he's either going to A, he's going to get the, the treat, kind of the Alfred Payton's treatment like we did last season, where he starts 
he plays like seven minutes or however more however minutes if if the first unit is winning he'll stay in longer but I, I feel like he'll start and then deuce and these guys will come in and they'll ultimately start playing more minutes than Kemba I think that might be a scenario that can happen um B Kemba will start we get other players back Tibbs feels more comfortable with Alec Burks because he's a switchable guard and he doesn't like, you know, he doesn't like um, our guys scrambling on defense. Or C, Deuce McBride takes the reins. He, Tom realizes that despite, even, even though Deuce is a shorter guy, the defensive IQ is going to take over, the point guard skill is going to take over. And all those things are going to take over. And he'll ultimately go with Deuce McBride within this trial season. This trial period. To me, those are the three scenarios that can actually happen. And I'm hoping... I'm really hoping for the Deuce scenario, personally. Yeah, the Burke experiment was, was, was horrible for sure. Uh, shooting, uh, shooting star. I'm hoping for the Deuce scenario, um, personally. Because to me, like I said before, he is the guard here who has the best defensive upside. I feel like if you play def I feel like if you play if you play McBride and you play Grimes today, with the way that Mitch is playing defense today, our defensive rating is going to skyrocket. Right now we're nineteenth and I think we're nineteenth in the NDA when it comes to defense. When last season we was like top ten. Now we we're teetering towards the bottom half of the league. I think that's going to be a world that's going to help us out tremendously, right? Off the rip. Because I know some certain people are saying they don't want Deuce to play because he's not ready. You know, he's, he's a youngster. He's not a, he's not. My thing is this. I've seen this. This dude is a dog, man. I'm not going to hold you. This dude is not afraid of anything. You've already seen it before. And not only is he not afraid of anything, but... If you watch that last game, before he went to COVID protocol, he wasn't just defending. He was shooting. He was. Uh, he had nine assists. He ran pick and roll perfectly, and it wasn't just one version of the pick and roll where it's like a lob. He was like, he, he entry passes to the big, bounce passes, uh, pull up threes, pull up, pull up in the mid range, like deuce. Deuce has almost he can has he had the potential to be a three level guy. Is he going to be scoring at the rate that he's been scoring for an eighty two game season? Uh I'm not sure if that's possible. Like I expect that to be up and down because he is a rookie. But the thing I will lean on and that I do expect from him is that he has the energy level and the tenacity to keep up his defensive intensity. Um, the entire season, and I think that's going to be infectious on the team. That's going to be infectious. I think I think he'll be able to pull that off, and um, and I also feel like he'd be able to run an offense. I think he'd be able to run an offense solidly, for sure. So I do believe that Deuce can do it. Now the other way, the other thing, IQ is another thing. And shout yo shout out to Robert Rock in the chat. Shout out to you guys, man. To Lito Lomine, Lito Lomine. Uh, Anybody else is rocking with us? Um, 
Also, if you, it's my first, if it's your first time watching me break down some Knicks basketball, definitely go to YouTube. Our YouTube is a uh, the Nick of Time Show. YouTube.com slash Nick of Time Show. Um, we do post games every game, and we break down games with my guy Raw, my guy Ryan G. All right. But um, the in between guy might be if you want to go is is IQ man IQ just like just like Deuce IQ he keeps a, a nice pace. He can hit the three sometimes. He plays defense defense. He plays really pretty good point against attack defense as well. He doesn't have the IQ or the length that Deuce has, but he's a nice middle ground. And um he can play some he can play some point guard. He's a play some point guard. The thing is, I, I do feel like he's had a really IQ's had a really good stretch of making really good point guard decisions. And the more time he's getting, his decision-making is starting to waver a little bit. So I do feel like IQ has to be raining from, rain in from time to time. But he does have point guard skills and potential. You just have, sometimes you just got to call that timeout and reel him back in. <laughs> sometimes you just got to call a timeout and reel him back in. Um, I'm not sure... How Tom feels about IQ starting a point guard, but for my thinking is if you're not going to go Alec Burks, right? Because he, because like I said, not not my not my thinking, but you already know Tom likes the total point guards. So if he's not going to go Alec Burks to start or play major minutes, and you're going to go for a guy who's closer to six feet, I think. And Deuce and Deuce and you know Deuce and Kemba around six feet. He might lean towards a guy who's six feet who can play better defense. He might. He might. And uh, he, Tom likes to go with the guys who's going to win. He likes to go with the guys who's going to win. I know some people's... The only politics he might be playing with is with Julius Randle, to be honest with you. He might be playing politics with Julius. But as far as everybody else on this team, I think if he feels like you're going to win, he's going to play you more. Um... <laughs> Point blank period. At the end of the day, it's really going to be up to. Uh, it's going to be a. This might be one of those blessing in disguise things, to really see what we have. Because it's funny because I seen Berman talk about the Knicks should have drafted Chris Duarte, and in my head I'm like, it's not that the Knicks should have drafted Chris Dark Duarte. That's not Chris Duarte is a great player actually. Was looking at him on the team. Is that the Knicks haven't played their young guys. So we really don't know if our guys is even a Chris Duarte or better. And what we've seen so far is Grimes scoring 27 points. We've seen McBride have a breakout game where he controlled the game on both sides of the floor. Give you nine assists and be a floor general. So we might have our own diamond in the roughs on this Knicks squad. And we just need the opportunity to play these guys. Point blank period. So... <laughs> my take on Derek that's, that's my take on Derek Rose guys that's my take that's my take on Derek Rose man blessing in disguise um, he's going to be out 4 to 6 weeks and the thing is it's 4 to 6 weeks but it's 4 to 6 weeks and he's going to be reevaluated. so it's not going to be like ooh 4 to 6 weeks and now he's back it's 4 to 6 weeks and he's reevaluated. so we saw about 4 to 6 weeks and reevaluated. Four to six weeks. Right now, it's almost end of January. That's February, dog. 
That's February. That's leading into um, trade season. So, man, like it's gonna be interesting because we're gonna have we're we're gonna be making uh yeah two months, two months. It's gonna be two months, like Lito said. So we're not gonna be our. It's gonna give us an opportunity to look at some other pieces, really, 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 and. It's gonna, it might be a glimpse of our future without Derrick Rose. It might be a, a glimpse of our future without Derrick Rose, man. And I hope that we utilize some of our young guys to see what we have moving forward. That's my real, that's my real hope. And I know some of you guys might feel like that going young might be a way to tank, a way to say the season is over. But I really, I be, yo, man, I believe that. Playing our young guys might actually have the opposite effect. Just from the defense alone. Like, really, I feel like it gives us a chance to win. Uh, shout, out to the, shout out to the chat on IG Live, man. I'm going to read some of these comments. And then I'm going to get out of here. I'm gonna upload. If you missed the live, I'm uploading it on YouTube. If you haven't uploaded, if you haven't watched the other KOT show on YouTube, please do. It's on YouTube.com slash Nick Time Show. Some of these guys um, can vouch for, vouch for the show. It's a good show. Um, so when you get there, hit that like, hit subscribe, and, and follow us. We're going to be going live tonight versus the Wizards. And um, listen, man, we got some winnable games coming up. We got the Wizards, the Hawks, the Thunder, the Pistons, and the Thunder. Um, the Wizards are kind of teetering right now, even though they're a pretty good team. The Hawks can be got if we have some of our um, guys back. So I feel like we can make up some ground here and be in playoff condition, be be around 500, be in playing position. It's all up to us. But shout out to everybody who's rocking with the show. Shout out to, to uh, Keeman198. He says, I think you guys alone would beat the ATL. Yeah, I think so too. David1D says, great show for sure. Appreciate you, David1, and thank you for um, thank you for being active on Instagram and all that, and all that stuff. Trusting by hand says, that's true. I'm glad you believe me. Uh, shooting, shooting star and wise says hopefully these dudes playing well, so Rose can get healthy. Right. Exactly, exactly. Hopefully they play well, Rose get healthy. But even though if everybody plays well, it kind of makes things kind of more difficult. I'm not gonna lie. Like if, if Rose is play, if Rose, if everybody plays well, right? If Kemba plays well, Deuce plays well, and Rose come back, somebody's feelings gonna be hurt. But I mean, I rather have that. As a problem of having too much talent, I rather have that than not enough talent. You know what I mean? <laughs> like straight up. Um, especially because if we have too much talent, we can always go into the off season and then make moves and improve our team that way. Because as of today, if you was looking at um, Kemba Walker's trade value. Before today, it came out that nobody in the league was actually trying to trade for him because they were really concerned about his knees and his production. But, you know, his recent stretch of games shows he still he still has something in the tank. Um, with Derrick Rose healthy, he might not fit the overall fit of this team because he's kind of playing the Derrick Rose team. And I feel like he's probably best suited to play like 15, 20 minutes personally. But he's still an NBA player. Like, he, he still has that. So, worst case scenario, if everybody plays well, when, he, when we're moving into the offseason, 
we can actually make moves to bring it in a better piece if everybody plays well. You know what I mean? I want Obi uses a stretch five with Knox at the four. Um, I would put Obi at a, at a four and use uh and use Randall at stretch five at the at spots. I feel I still feel like Obi's post defense might need work, and I feel like um the three the three point shot for Obi can come along if needed. Yeah, we might not see D Rose until after All Star break. True, all true, all true. Big ups to you guys, man. Big ups to you guys. Awesome. Oh, we... All right, man. All right, man. I'm I'm a I'm a wrap it up. Shout out to the guys who's in the chat. And like I said, um, we're going live on YouTube after the game today to talk about this Knicks Wizards game. Definitely enjoys to talk on Derrick Rose. If you're just coming in the chat. And you want to watch the chat, if you want to watch the discussion on Derrick Rose, um, head to the show. Head to youtube.com slash show. That's youtube.com slash show. There's a link in the bio. And watch the breakdown of what I have to say about Derrick Rose and the possible alternative starting guards and rotations. If I'm the Licks, I'm looking at DeJounte Murray. Yeah, DeJounte is nice. I like DeJounte's game. Complete player. Not a jump shooter, though, but he seems like he might be willing, so I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, man. Yo, thanks, guys. Thanks for rocking with me. I'll check you later. And, um, shoot. Yeah, that's it. That's the show. New York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. NYC.